Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 3 The Smuggler's Gold by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 1 The Flying Dutchman. Captain Cornelius Vanderbilt paused. His sharp eyes swept the flat blue expanse ahead of him. Nothing. As he surveyed the quiet sea from his position at the helm of his ship, the Flying Dutchman, he breathed a sigh of relief. The captain was four days out from the Sugar Islands, carrying a precious cargo to King Lucio in Sandopolis, and the journey had been fraught with dangers. The reason? Vanderbilt's cargo was gold. Shimmering piles of doubloons, heaps of bright Krugerrands and a pyramid of gleaming gold bars, all locked inside a stout oak chest. And all to be delivered to the royal treasury. But the route from the Sugar Islands in the north back to Sandlandia in the south was a notorious pirate stronghold. Even without such a valuable cargo, it would have been dangerous. Near land, ships were mostly safe from marauding pirates. However, out on the open sea, vicious gangs sailed with impunity, attacking any vessels they wanted to, looting, plundering and sometimes even kidnapping the crew. A grim smile crept over the captain's face as he remembered a particularly bloodthirsty battle with one group of merciless pirates, the Black Cross Gang. That was where he had received the vivid scar which ran from his wrist to his elbow. It had taken 100 very painful stitches to sew it up, and the jagged line was a daily reminder of the pirate menace. Vanderbilt had on that occasion been victorious, but the pirates had sworn vengeance, and the captain knew that they would not rest until they had exacted their revenge. Vanderbilt kept his eyes on the ocean, but when the Flying Dutchman finally approached the Lagoon of Imora, off the coast of Sandlandia, he relaxed and gave the order to drop the anchor. Home, he thought, and he smiled. Safe at last. But he had spoken too soon. No sooner had the anchor hit the ocean floor than a cry of, Ship ahoy! rang from the crow's nest. A few minutes later, his lookout had descended from the rigging and ran toward Vanderbilt, spyglass in hand. It looks bad, Captain. Flying a black flag and gaining fast. Pirates for sure. They must have been hidden behind the curve of the coastline, waiting for us. Captain Vanderbilt's heart sank and his hand tightened on the blade at his belt. After all his precautions, 24-hour lookouts, checking and double-checking, only to be discovered when they were so close to the end of their journey. But he would not give in, and he certainly would not be handing the gold over to the pirates as long as he was Captain Cornelius Vanderbilt of the Flying Dutchman. How long did they have before the pirates were upon them? He grabbed the spyglass and trained it on the approaching speck, making swift calculations. An hour at the most. Very well. Plan B would have to be implemented, and fast. Lower the longboat, the captain roared. The order was obeyed immediately. 
Vanderbilt boarded, then summoned two trusted sailors, Otto and Oscar, to load the chest of gold into the longboat with him and pull with all their might for the lagoon of Amora around the bay. When they reached the lagoon, they were out of sight of the Flying Dutchman, but Vanderbilt placed the sailors on watch just to be sure. The captain knew this area well. It had been his home since he was a boy, and it would make an excellent hiding place. Vanderbilt lined up landmarks to make sure the gold could be found again once it was safe. That oddly shaped palm tree to the left, the curve of the turquoise water as it hit the shore to the right, the sharp rock whose tip the sun hit precisely at this time of day. Pinpointing all these landmarks with a sailor's experienced eye, he sank the gold into the lagoon. His only witnesses were some large, gentle sea creatures called manatees, but they were happy to share the lagoon in peace and did not often interfere in the lives of men. Vanderbilt then disappeared into his house by the side of the lagoon. He drew a rough map of the area, placing an X to mark out the treasure and hid the paper in his house. When he reappeared, he had two items in his hand. What he had feared had come to pass, but Cornelius Vanderbilt was not unprepared. He summoned his two men. Otto, go to Sandopolis and give the king the whole story. Give him this necklace as proof. If you cannot get to the king or you think you're being followed, give the locket to a trustworthy sailor to keep safe. But make sure you choose one who's departing on a voyage. It must not get into pirate hands. Make haste. He shook Otto's hand and turned to the remaining sailor, giving him a ship in a bottle. Oscar, give this to old Pete in Redport to keep safe. He will know to pass it to another sailor if the pirates come calling. Tell him Plan B is in operation. He knows what to do with the wallet and the doubloon. Good luck. If the sailors were confused by these rather cryptic instructions, they did not show it. They saluted their captain and went to their tasks, heading toward the city of Sandopolis by land. They could not run as the sand was deep and they struggled across the beach, bent double, hoping against hope the pirates would not come round the bay and spot them. The captain watched after Oscar and Otto until they were out of sight. He glanced at the sun and the shadows playing on the bright turquoise water of the lagoon. More than half the time was gone. The pirate ship would soon be upon them. He leapt back into the longboat and rowed with all his might back to the flying Dutchman. Aboard once more, he gave the order to weigh anchor. Fast to it, men, he cried. We don't have long. We must try to outrun our pursuers. It's no use, Captain. It's the black vulture, reported the sailor clutching the spyglass. And she's gaining fast. The captain paled. The black vulture was home to the Black Cross gang, led by Vinicius, the merciless pirate who had given the captain his scar. Vinicius was young, but already he had a fearsome reputation for savagery. Vanderbilt put his weathered hand on the hilt of his sword and drew the sharp blade from its sheath. Well, we must try, but be prepared to repel borders. There would be another fight, the captain knew it. But he was determined to hold the pirates off for as long as possible, giving Otto and Oscar time to escape. The Flying Dutchman lived up to its name as it sped past the shore, gathering speed as the wind filled its sails. But the captain's decision to hide the gold had a heavy price. It was soon clear that they could not outrun the pirates, 
and the black vulture quickly drew alongside. Shouts and yells, jeers and raucous laughter met the crew's ears as the clang of grappling hooks announced that the pirates were intending to board them. Cutlasses and swords flashed in the light. The captain knew no quarter would be given. Stand steady, men, the captain called, facing the malevolent pirates. This is the Flying Dutchman, a Sandlandia ship under the protection of King Lucio himself. Do you dare to threaten us? Vanderbilt's powerful voice rang across the deck and his sword gleamed. To his horror, out of the corner of his eye, he saw several pirates making their way ashore, scurrying like rats sent to pursue Otto and Oscar. But there was nothing he could do, and he took some comfort in the fact that they had a good head start to deliver the clues. Well, well, well. A familiar face. Captain Cornelius Vanderbilt, is it not? The low voice came from the deck of the black vulture, soft and menacing. We meet again. Such a pleasure after all these years. And his reptilian face broke into a nasty smile. Vinicius! Still up to your old tricks, terrorising innocent sailors, eh? Terrorising? Oh, tut, tut, Captain. Piracy is a way of life. A skill, if you will. And Vinicius bowed low, sweeping his black cloak in a mocking bow. And I warned you I would get my revenge the last time we met, dear Captain. Do you still have that little... Memento I gave you. Vanderbilt touched his scar almost unconsciously. The pirate grinned. Perhaps I can give you another one today. And he slowly drew a line across his throat. We will not surrender, replied Captain Vanderbilt bravely. Do your worst. Oh, I will, Captain. Go straight at him, Vinicius yelled, a mad gleam in his eyes. No quarter! At this command, the pirates yelled their warrior cries and swung themselves over the side of the black vulture, landing on deck of the Flying Dutchman, with weapons flying and murder on their minds. The crew of the Flying Dutchman put up a good fight, swords flashing in the sunlight, but they were no match for the vicious pirates. Soon the deck ran with blood and the sky rang with the pitiful groans of dying sailors. The few of Vanderbilt's crew who were alive had been roughly tied up, including Captain Vanderbilt himself. Some survivors, Captain, <laughs> a gleeful voice declared. It was Vinicius's right-hand pirate, Humberto. He shoved the line of wounded sailors forward, grinning menacingly. What would you like me to do with them? Oh, I think they'll have to walk the plank, Humberto, don't you? And Vinicius laughed as the men were forced toward the wooden plank, their hands bound behind them. Spare them, Vinicius, shouted Captain Vanderbilt. It's me you want. Show some mercy and let them go free. Show some mercy, repeated Vinicius incredulously. Let them go free. Oh, my dear Captain Vanderbilt, 
Are you going soft in your old age? There will be no mercy. His words became a hiss. You will all go down to Davy Jones's locker together. Unless you'd care to tell me where the treasure is. Captain Vanderbilt kept his expression neutral, though he was horrified to realise that Vinicius must know about the gold entrusted to him by King Lucio. He was badly wounded, and his left arm was hanging useless, but he held his head high. I will never reveal the secrets of my king or my country, he said, holding Vinicius's gaze. We will never surrender. So be it, spat Vinicius, and he gestured carelessly to Humberto, who chuckled with delight. Down to Davy Jones, a lot of you, he cried, and he shoved the line of prisoners onto the plank, pushing them towards the end, which quivered above the churning water below. Goodbye, Captain, Vinicius hissed, as Vanderbilt fell to his death. The Black Cross gang then set fire to the ship and returned to the Black Vulture, victorious. The Flying Dutchman burst into flames, fire engulfing it. Its once proud mast quickly became charred and broken. Then it sank beneath the waves to join its loyal crew on the seabed. Nothing disturbed the calm of the sea except the pirates' chant. Might is right, we care for none. Pay us if you want us gone. Rise up, pirates, hear the call. Plunder, plunder, plunder all. Thanks for listening. Join us next episode for Chapter 2, Nika the Navigator. See you next time.